Hi, I'm James Kotecki. You're listening to the C-Space Studio Podcast. Interviews with technology, media, and marketing leaders from CES 2020. Hi, I'm James Kotecki. You're here with me in the C-Space Studio at CES 2020, and we're excited to have Bill Sonneborn, the Senior Director of Disruptive Technology and Funds at the International Finance Corporation. Welcome. Thank you, James. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. So first question, uh, we're at a tech conference. Not everyone may know what the International Finance Corporation is or does, so can you just contextualize that for us? Sure. The International Finance Corporation, or IFC for short, is part of the World Bank Group. The World Bank Group consists of three institutions. The World Bank that focuses on lending money to governments, an institution called MEGA that provides risk, political risk insurance, and the IFC that's focused on investing in private sector businesses to solve global poverty and, and better sustainability, predominantly in emerging markets. So the World Bank and IFC are here specifically at CES because of the new partnership that you launched, the Global Tech Challenge here at uh, CES, right? That's exactly right. And so tell me about what that looks like from your perspective. So IFC has invested in technology businesses in emerging markets now for 20 years uh, as a venture investor and mobilizing other private sector capital to invest and build these businesses. We've noticed that it's been very difficult to get developed markets technology solutions into emerging markets. Hmm. And so we at the World Bank Group launched the Global Tech Challenge. And specifically today, we announced the Tech Emerge Health Challenge here at CES, where we're actually calling for proposals starting as of today through February 25th for any companies to come forward that have interesting technologies that can be problem solvers in East African healthcare. So why is it so challenging to get uh, that technology into place? I imagine there's a number of different factors that go into this. I was talking to your colleague, Bettina, earlier from the World Bank. Uh, There's so many different factors, right? There's economics, there's infrastructure, there's politics. Regulatory. Uh, And so what we've tried to do, and and fear, and just uncertainty of Mm -hmm. people not knowing. You could kind of go to this conference and say, how many people have been to Kenya or Mm -hmm. Ethiopia Mm -hmm. or Uganda? Very few had actually been there. And so when you start to think about, wow, there's a really interesting business opportunity in that part of the world. It's a part of the world where you have one doctor for every 5,000 patients compared to 15 doctors to 5,000 patients here in the U.S. You have a healthcare market that's growing in excess of 10% per year. It's on its road to be a $100 billion market opportunity. You have the fastest growing population in Africa in the world that's going to end up uh, having 50% of total population growth over the next 20 to 30 years. And you put those things together and say, hmm, maybe there is a commercial opportunity. So how does the IFC solve some of those obstacles to allow tech companies to try to figure out how they can become part of the solution? And that's really where Tech Emerge comes in. We've mapped out East Africa. We've already, we've already arranged 295 or 300 facilities to participate in the context of a commercial opportunity. These are maybe hospitals or doctors' hospitals, offices. Hospitals, doctors' offices, clinics, yeah. covering 6.5 million current patients. So a big market opportunity. It's already kind of wrapped with a bow. And the number of participants is growing as we continue to market in, in East Africa. And we're willing to provide seed funding or grant funding to bring those technology solutions and pilot them in those markets to get commercial traction. So we're really being the introducing matchmaker between Hmm. technology and solutions to create 
great commercial outcomes for tech providers. And then ultimately, IFC is going to consider investing in their next round of venture financing for the winners through this tech challenge uh, to take the same technology for East Africa to the rest of Africa to other emerging markets around the world and really create a scalable business opportunity. It sounds great, but if I'm a business, I may be wondering, okay, I'm working with IFC, it's a part of the World Bank. Is your definition of, of ROI, is your definition of success the same as a, you know, a more traditional venture fund that I might run into? And are, is there, am I ultimately going to be able to make profit as a business at the end of this? We are focused at the IFC on the same commercial return objectives that any traditional venture investor is. We want the same returns. We do have a double P&L. We want to get great returns, but we also want to have a great social impact. We want to really impact people's lives and solve global poverty and create you know, equality in, in these markets. And so that's how we leverage the World Bank from a regulatory policy perspective and government policy perspective to clean out some of the, the bureaucracy to allow mm. us to move in more quickly mm-hmm. to speed up our ability to generate returns. But we're a private sector looking at the same type of returns and trying to mobilize other venture capital investors to invest alongside us in Africa. So when we're thinking about East Africa, the facilities that you're talking about, are there specific kind of flavors of that challenge that you can uh, kind of describe for us and contextualize the conditions there that these businesses and companies might be looking at if they're trying to put technology into place? Well, I mean, if you think of Kenya is just one country, it's one of the most technology advanced uh, countries within East Africa by far in terms of having a robust venture community and accelerator labs and the like. It has a predominantly private, about half of its healthcare is privately provided versus government provided. So it kind of starts to feel and look a little bit more like US healthcare provision. Mm -hmm. And these companies that are providing the healthcare just are not familiar with a lot of the technology that's being developed in artificial intelligence in terms of remote diagnostics for portable, uh, quick diagnostics at low costs. The ability to provide rural healthcare through telemedicine solutions, given that large portions of the population aren't in those urban areas where the private hospitals are. So how do they extend their reach to a greater population? Those solutions are readily available in the U.S. or in Europe. Uh, and they're hyper-competitive in these markets because we have such great hospital and medical provider penetration. Where in a place like East Africa, it's really a huge opportunity. There's, the runway is extremely wide with very little competition to make a huge impact and generate good returns. And so I, if, if I am a company already making this technology, can I be part of the challenge? And if so, in general, how should I think about adapting my technology to compete in that market? Uh, without a doubt, you can be part of the challenge. And that's where our work as an advisor in terms of the piloting project and potentially seed funding or grant funding that piloting project can really match your technology, adjust it in the local market conditions and environment, which we've already mapped out the regulatory and other issues that that companies may face, and get that to work. And we'll be willing to do that over two, four years of period of time to ultimately achieve commercial success. And again, that's where IFC, if we get commercial success with these businesses, would like to invest in those businesses and scale this big in every emerging market around the world. Because the problems in East Africa are no different than the problems in the Middle East, the problems in Central America, or the, promise, uh, or the problems in South Asia. I know this initiative just launched. Uh, have you heard any reactions from people maybe here at CES who are excited to be a part We're of it? We're getting positive from social media and others. We're getting positive feedback and some really encouraging interest of, uh, of companies that want to try to attack this problem. So we've done it once before in India and to a large success. This is going to be even bigger. And thanks to the CES platform, 
uh, we think this is a huge opportunity for us to make a big, big impact. We're here at the media and marketing subsection of CES, which is called C-Space. What kind of role does media and marketing play in the adoption of these technologies? Or maybe those are the technologies themselves that would be beneficial. The, the technologies are beneficial, but media and marketing, just in the case of this challenge, right, to get more participants around the world here at the conference and even uh, other participants in healthcare technology not at this conference mm -hmm. to want to participate. People, local providers of technology in Africa that can partner with U.S. or European technology providers is kind of piecemeal solutions to some of these problems. Having that word spread and getting those partnerships formed is the key and the ultimate answer to, I think, how we're going to achieve both returns and uh, the strategic development goals. I think they're going into 2020, just looking at my own social media feed, I think there was a, there was a mixed reaction about how people felt that what the state of the world was in, right? Are we heading into 2020? Is the world becoming less stable, more unequal? What's going on? You're right in the midst of trying to kind of elevate the globe. What's your take? What's your attitude as we approach 2020? Are things getting better overall? I mean, we've for 60 years been trying to solve this, you know, big problem of global poverty. And really, we've made a dent, but not much of an impact. And when you start to think about droughts and fragile conflict situations around the world, there's just as many now as there were 20 years ago. So we have a lot of work to do, and that's where we think technology is the solution. The old way we've been doing work in the context of both government policy and investments at the IFC and more traditional sectors, we now have an opportunity to advance that, which is why we're investing large and disruptive technology businesses now at the IFC, because we think that's the leapfrogging solution to development goals. You see what happened in China, from going from an emerging market to more now equivalently a superpower. You see how technology is changing India from an emerging market to a growing economy. That can be true in fragile conflict and violent-oriented states in Africa or Central America. So do you approach 2020 with a sense of optimism then? I do. I think, I think we have an opportunity with tech investing for good to make a huge impact this year and for the next five to 20 years. We'll close it out on that optimistic note. Bill Sonneborn, International Finance Corporation, thank, thank you, you so James. much. Appreciate it. This podcast is in partnership with the iHeart Podcast Network. 